0: ruin the Disney magic for a second. I'm sorry. Ten toes down, boys. We're in for a good one. Ha <laughs> ha. Well said. Hi, my friends. It's Social Q&A Live. That's an epically hard to pronounce name. It is. And then dive into your questions around dating. much or as fucking good. Social dynamics and relationships. That's like a shot of a dick. Yo, what's good, my friends? It's Adam here. And welcome to the Social Q&A Live audio strip taken right from the youtube live sesh i opened it up to questions on dating relationships social dynamics anything in the world of human interaction so you guys can join those live sessions over on youtube basically every friday at 10 a.m australian central standard time for the time being anyway now if you guys would like to receive a quick sip of social dynamics every friday you can sign up to the free weekly email newsletter the bowl sip Where every week i send out a free article on fridays that's actually taken me quite a bit of time to write nowadays. They used to be pretty quick, but now I go real deep into them. I also use it as a way to update the resources of wisdom, which you guys can find at boldojo.com. So any quotes I found that week, uh, any music, updates to the Panda Emperor Sexy Time playlist, or the Ui-Tang 9000 playlist, you know, all those things, anime, documentaries, movies, anything that's going to the resources of wisdom, you can stay up to date with that through the bowl sip so all you have to do to sign up to it is just head to boldojo.com, slide your email in and then check your inbox for the confirmation email and also for all emails going forward if you don't think you've received it on Friday just check your promotions folder in Gmail or your spam folder in Outlook etc because basically any email that has links in it gets automatically thrown into the uh, promotions thing So if you don't think you got it, just check those folders, okay? Now if you guys are looking to dive into a little bit of deeper educational content, you can head over to bulldozer.com and number one, pick up the brand new guided meditation, Eternal Energy. It's a deep dive into who you are and a guiding hand into evolving beyond. Featuring five tracks. Number one, cultivating your sensed energy. Number two, revealing your darkness. Number three, creating your light. Number four, unlocking your sexual flow. And finally wrapping things up with the fifth track, One Energy returning you back to the hole. It took me a solid two months to produce that bad boy and it's an absolute journey. So if you would like to dive into something a lot deeper, go ahead and pick that up at balldoja.com. Along with that, if you are looking to get your day game sorted, your social dynamics sorted, if you've been walking down the street and you're seeing a beautiful woman, you just don't know what the hell to do with yourself, well, then I've got you covered there as well. Adam's Crash Course Kick-Ass Day Game eBook is also available at balldoja.com. Quick action guide. Most importantly, it is not a sit in your chair at home and read and then go hmm that sounds theoretically reasonable you need to actually get out there and apply that's what it's intended to be used when i created it it was meant to be something you go out with come home with reference with in terms of real world action it just doesn't really make sense until you're actually going out there and meeting people so that's what it's intended for you want to use it as your uh, teacher as your guide as your kind of pseudo adam along your journey. Along with that, I highly recommend pairing up a 30-day challenge with it. Anyone who buys the ebook, you just need to check your emails. Within 24 to 48 hours afterwards, I personally email basically everyone with a little tips for the ebook. And in that email, I recommend you get on a 30-day challenge and pair that with the ebook. It's just, it harkens back to how I got my journey and how I corrected my life at the beginning, corrected my social freedom, freedom of choice in my dating life through the 30-day challenge it's powerful so that's what i highly recommend and if you guys want more uh, information on the 30-day challenge i often drop links in that email as well and then finally for those that are really looking to dive deeper create action plans bust through their limiting beliefs i do offer one-on-one skype coaching the bowl inside is probably the best way to go which is for my deeper level clients who sign up to packages packages are completely customizable to you based on frequency based on volume but basically, what Bowl Inside members get over once-off Skype sessions is number one, priority messaging. They get access to my private WhatsApp number, and within 24 hours, I will respond to them outside of Australian weekends. Based on anything they need feedback on a situation they're dealing with, this girl, this guy, family members, business relationships, etc. Want to check that text conversation? Want to send me that audio? I'm going to be there for them. The second benefit Bowl Insiders get is priority bookings which basically means you get fast tracked. that if you want to get in a session today and maybe someone was 50 50 about it well you get that session you get your session times prioritized above everyone else and especially for my clients uh, around the world with arranging time zones it proves to be quite beneficial so if you are interested in diving into the bowl inside packages then you can just hit me up at bulldozer.com in the product section you find all the links there and actually the links to everything i've just spoken about guided meditation ebook all that bulldozer.com just hit the product section and I'll see you soon. Now, if you guys would like to support this channel directly, you can donate anything that you wish through the PayPal link. You can do this two ways. Number one, on boldojo.com, in the Boldojo podcast section, there's actually a donate straight through the website uh, link right in that section there. So you guys can get that. Or you can also just go straight to PayPal, which is paypal.me forward slash A-D-A-M-O-O-I, Adamui, and you can donate anything that you wish. And I just want to say that whether you donate through the Super Chat on YouTube or you do it directly through the website or PayPal, anything that you donate is so greatly appreciated. It just helps keeping this show going. It lets me know that you guys truly value it. So thank you so much for all that have donated in the past and all that will in the future. And with all that being said, let's finally dive into Social Q&A Live. yosha <laughs> Omoshere. Some of you guys getting excited about the NLP in this chat. Yeah, it's that pink elephant, my friend. And, uh, okay, so we've got the first answer to the chat here. Justin H coming uh, to this question. Justin H saying, because I asked the question of why would she fly off the handle if you're going to ask her openly and objectively if she's cheated on you? or not even, if, not even using the word cheat. Just saying, have you been with another guy? That's really key. Justin H comes in with the first answer saying, she'd fly off the handle because she could be offended that you'd even ask. But Justin, why would she be offended that you'd even ask? That's what you're missing there. That's what we're trying to get to here. Why would she be offended that you'd even ask? Kaka. Dominic comes in saying insecurity because she has. The question makes me nervous because it may have happened. Very good, Dominic. Very good. That's Zenny. That's gold medal Zenny right there. 100,000 Zenny. If you are going to sit down openly and honestly with your woman and say, ask her the question, just have you been with another guy? And just want to talk about this, we want open together. If she did fly off the handle, it is because of exactly as what Dominic has said an insecurity that she has. And his exact words the question makes her nervous because, well, Dominic said it may have happened. It would only make her nervous if it has happened. However, there's one level deeper to that that Dominic has not hit. He's taken that as the first two levels, or the first level at least. Because where this spurred off was, why wouldn't X be able to have the conversation with her and hasn't? Hasn't had the conversation with her directly, just asking, have you been with another guy while we've been together? Why has he not done this? And then I gave the hypothetical of that, well, most likely because he's scared that she will just get angry, that she would fly off the handle. But why would she fly off the handle? Only if she has indeed been with another guy while you two have been together. Now, you might think, well, it ends there, doesn't it? That's the end of the scenario. No. There's one level deeper to it. What put her in the position to not only want to go with another guy and be with another guy, and what put her in the position that made her feel like she couldn't tell you and couldn't be open about it? Here's the real shit. This, this is where the real money is, but we can't just begin a podcast this way because you need to have all the foundations set up. I've been mentioning this entire session, and thank you very much, Dominic. You've done real good here. You're quite special sure on this chat. I've been mentioning this entire podcast as to the motivations for cheating. You know, people are pretty quick to brandish people as uh, lowlifes and just shit blokes and shit women for cheating. Yet, very few people take the time to understand why they cheated. What put them in the position to cheat? Not that it absolves them from responsibility. Not that the responsibility goes away from them having cheated. The action is the action. It needs to be dealt with accordingly. However, you would be remiss if you did not understand why they did it particularly in relationships that have been on for some time. This relationship has been going on for two and a half years. I've been saying quite repeatedly throughout this discussion, X, that you guys are in a danger zone for these parts to be happening. I would say of the girls that I've been with, women that I've been with, that have cheated on their partners and either to be with me or just, have in the past cheated on their partners, it is a commonality that it was not in the first three, six, ten months, one year, two years, getting more and more leaning towards three years, four years, almost definitely within five years. Like in terms of like the swinging and the percentage that I've seen, just on a one to one. But you don't even look at my; you don't even have to trust my experiences, although they're quite credible. You could just look at just the generality of cheating. Just go and survey all the people who say. Go out onto the street, survey 100,000 people. How many of you have cheated? Let's say you get a percentage of, well, what is it roughly, about 50%, 45, 50%. Let's say that, that's a pretty good ballpark. How many of you did it in one year plus? I would say the vast majority of the median would swing towards one year plus. We can maybe get into that a little bit later on as to the details, but I think that just sets up why this is a dangerous point in the relationship for them. Two and a half years in. But moving back to the main point here. What, put, what would have put her in the position? That's what we're so interested in here for X. What drove her to want to cheat? There's a third key we have not really touched here yet. It's the one, but it's coming in now. There was an issue with their sexual connection, wasn't there? I asked him specifically. He didn't just come out with this. I asked him specifically. How long have you two been exclusive together and how would you rate the quality of your sex life together? He said, I should increase the frequency of our sex because we don't have sex often. But she loves my sexual power. I'd rate the quality already makes up for the quantity for us. That right there is already a massive red flag. So I don't doubt what the red flag... Are you saying that you don't believe him? No, no, I believe him. I believe that he does rate that the quality for him makes up the quantity. What I don't have any credibility behind is the word us. He said, I'd rate the quality already makes up for the quantity for us. How do you know that? How do you know that? Have you sat down and talked to her? Hey, how's things going with our sexual- Sexual life right now? Are you satisfied right now? Pause. I don't even need a hypothetical that. Because he then goes on to say, she has voiced that she wants to have sex more often a few times. So he literally contradicted himself in his own paragraph. Like he literally broke himself down. He red flagged himself. When he said, I'd rate the quality already makes up for the quantity of our sex for us. And then goes on directly after that to say, but she has voiced, she has voiced that she wants to have sex more often, a few times. So you're can you see now, X, you're so far off? You're so far off. You're so far off. You are assuming that the quality of the few times that you guys do have sex together. Let's say, let's say it's if he's saying it's not very often, I'm gonna I'll be lenient, because I don't actually know. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt and say that you're having sex twice a week it might be less than that though like for those of you listening and watching it might be four times a month It might be, but I, I, I wouldn't be too more lenient than saying more than twice a week and you're saying that but the quality within those two sessions, let's say two or three sessions a week is enough for us you believe that, that's the assumption that you've made but then you directly then go on to say but you also know that she's told you that she wants to have sex more often but you're not doing it. Why did I bring this up? Because this is the third big problem. This needs for sexual fulfillment, which has been peppered throughout the podcast, but now it's getting a real focus because now it's becoming a huge problem. We were talking before about what drives a person to cheat. What puts someone in a position to cheat? Very quick to, to brandish them as uh, throw, throw them down to David Jones' locker. Just forget about these people. They're just scum. Scum of the earth, people who cheat. If you were Jenna in a two and a half year relationship, you're in your late 20s. That's, you're an attractive woman. I don't know her. I haven't seen her, but I'll take his word for it. She's an attractive woman. You got guys hitting you up. She's attractive enough that other guys are simping around her. Other guys are simping around her. Other guys are trying to get around her, son. So she's attractive enough to be warranting the attention of other guys. Kudos you have, you are of the sexual disposition that you actually like to bang. You actually like to express. You actually like to feel the free flow of your sexual energy to the point where you voice to your partner that I want to do this more often. So, guys, just please put yourself in her perspective. Imagine that's you. Yet your partner will not do it, will not honor it, currently is not. And then goes furthermore to make the assumption that the amount of sexual interaction you guys are having is enough because of the quality, which directly opposes how you're feeling, your partner then also gives you the impression and the idea that he's not happy with you expressing the little sexual energy you are allowed to express or feel within you with other people around you, even if you're not acting upon it. He doesn't like that and actively wants you to stop those other points of sexual interest. Even enter the space, not that you were ever going to act upon them, but to even stop them from entering the space, so shutting them down. Option A, he's giving you that, and also is not having an opening up and set the space for direct open communication in which that I can voice these feelings. Now, let's say you're in a bar with your girls and your Jenna, it's girls' night out. Ah, let's say, so say uh, an unconsciously competent social dynamic practitioner comes up. Someone who knows what he's fucking doing. Right? It's having a great night. It's been flowing around with everyone, talking to everyone. He knows everyone up in this bar, not because he knows everyone in the bar, but because he spent the last hour getting to know everyone in the bar. He's on fire. All right, you initiate. He initiates directly. Comes straight up on you in the bar. Befriends all of your friends. Gets them on side. Proves that he's not just attractive of you, but he's attractive in general. Okay, this guy's a bit of a fresh air. It's a bit of fresh air here. I haven't experienced this in a little bit. Ah, uh, I'm, I'm in this relationship with that, the, the, that guy that we just painted uh, and I'm not supposed to express my sexual energy, but he's not here right now, is he? So I mean, it wouldn't be that bad. It wouldn't be that bad if we just talk, right? We could just talk. Is she just going to talk? Are you just going to talk with this new absolute breath of fresh air, sexual energy coming in, who knows what he's fucking doing? Are you just going to talk as in option B, little nice girl? No, you're not. You're going to allow that pent-up sexual energy that has not been allowed to be released, that has been stunted and stifled, you're going to let that flow. Now, it's going to be step-by-step. Step. You're not just going to literally go have sex with him immediately. You're just going to start to flow of him a little, you start to open up your body language a little bit. One of your friends might give you a tap on the shoulder, though, and go, hey, you know, what are you doing? What are you doing with this guy? And she goes, oh, nothing, nothing. You know, just, just having some fun. Just having fun, right? She's like, mm, okay, okay, Jenna. But because you're not with an absolute shrimp and you wouldn't be doing this with an absolute shrimp or a guy who's in the beginning of his journey, you're with someone who's unconsciously competent. He knows what he's doing. So is he going to pussyfoot around? Is he going to fuck around and fap around and just just talk of you in the bar? No, he's going to grab you by the hand because he senses that you're attracted and say, listen, let's go over here. And... Again, you've been stifled, you're not receiving the sexual attention you want at home, you're not allowed to openly discuss your feelings, and that the very being you trusted to give you all the sexual stimulation doesn't even want you to interact with other points of interest, sexual points of interest, even if you weren't going to do anything with them. And has been embedding the psychological neuro-linguistic seed of other guys. So we're now in the very situation that X didn't want for Janna and has been telling her not to get into and giving her the ideas, don't get into this with other guys. But he's been using the word don't, thinking that that's going to make a difference. No, he's just been planning the pink elephant. Whether he said don't think about the pink elephant or do think about the pink elephant, he kept mentioning the pink elephant. Now the pink elephant is here. And now the pink elephant is asking her to do something. What's she going to do? She's going to go with him. Not because she's under hypnosis, not because she's in a trance, but because she has been primed to do the very thing. Because she has been primed. If I spend an entire day with you showing you nothing but red, just I'll give you, I'll put you in a room with red objects, red table, red water red fucking lights, red animals running around you for a whole day, 24 hours. That's all you see. I bring you back to your regular life. I will give you a month. I just chuck you back in your regular life for a month. And then all of a sudden, I give you a quiz and I throw up at you, I say a hundred different cards and I flash them by your head. One of them was red in hearts. The rest were all black. And I only showed them to you to a micro flash of a second. You will remember the red card. Because your mind was preloaded, preceded to remember red. You were primed for that experience. Regardless of whether I put you in the red room and said, don't think about red or do think about red. Doesn't matter. I put red in front of you. Pink elephant, same thing. Attractive guys, other beings, same thing. You tell your, your partner, don't go with other guys. Don't think about other guys. Don't get engaged with other guys. You're not allowed to. She's not registering the not allowed to and don't. She's just registering other guys. So when she gets into a prime situation, when she gets into a prime situation, in which there's an attractive being there with her, she's feeling the float. She is sexually attracted, predicated on that. And he knows what the fuck he's doing. So he's going to lead it and go, hey, listen, let's just go out to the bar. Let's go. The likelihood of her being able to say, ah, uh, no, no, I can't do that. I can't do that because I've got a boyfriend. It's very unlikely. It's very unlikely how do I know this? Like, cause you guys might be thinking this is a really good theory Adam. this sounds really good shit. But how do you know this? Cause I do this. Cause I am a practitioner. Cause I've been, I've done my 10,000 hours. I've been in the bars. I've been in the clubs and I've been with women who later on told me that actually I have a partner. I'm like, why didn't you tell me? And she goes, I just wasn't thinking about it. I just wasn't thinking about it. And it's like, what do you mean you weren't thinking about it? It's like, did I ever force you against your will? Did I ever try and push you too fast? She goes, no, you were really good. It's like, it's just that it felt right. It just felt good. I'm like, when you become a practitioner of this and you know how to lead and you get into a raw organic space with another attractive being, the power of sexual, human sexuality is far more intense than your logical reasoning of why this is not correct or correct. The neurolinguistics get thrown out the window on a neocortex cognitive level and what we get down to is your unconscious wiring. What are you primed for? What are you desiring? If you're not getting the successful fulfillment at home, which she's not, if you are getting stifled at home, which she is, now you are presented with an opportunity in which that sexual potential and expression is offered and are releasing. The word, the bird that was in the cage with her clipped wings is now having the door opened and saying, here's your wings back. Who's going to turn that down? Right? It's very difficult. It's very difficult. So, but it's not necessarily cheating at that point if he just takes her outside to the bar. Cheating doesn't just happen in a second or that act doesn't happen in a second. It's a process. It's a dance. It's a lead by lead. One thing led to the next. It's exactly the same way that... It's the same psychological framework that would lead to an entire society determining that we are supreme over all others and we need to defeat the world. The Nazis. You speak to, if you go and read and study the accounts of all the German people that went along with Hitler's philosophy, which seems so ridiculous to us now, but, like, but, aren't, but surely German people are intelligent. Surely someone would have gone, hey guys, this doesn't seem right. Step by step, small steps, we will lead you into thinking this way. We will go, and it's just one thing after the next, which we'll push you one step further a death by a thousand cuts is what we're describing here. Exactly the same thing that happens in a cheating experience. No girl just goes, just a, a guy rocks up, rocks up and he seems okay, and she's like, fuck it, I'm cheating on my partner. Most women are not doing that. Most women are not going to consciously engender, if you're listening to this, an ex, I know you are. Most of them are not trying to cause you harm. Unless you are an abusive, extremely abusive male. And you've put your woman in a position where she is going to try and lash out against you. That's not most people though, especially not my followers. In your position, X, she's been bleeding out. She's been bleeding out and looking for a new energy source. She's been looking for a new lifeline. It just so happened that it presented itself. And so she, when if she were to go and sleep with another guy, it wouldn't be because necessarily she's resentful of you to the extent that she wants to hurt you. That's not necessarily the thought process. It could be. I don't know, Jenna. But for the average girl, it's not. For the average girl and woman, it's that I was bleeding out in the situation that I was in. I wasn't allowed to express my sexual energy. I was stifled as hell. And I couldn't trust the partner I was with to accept and be trusting of me. So let me drink. Let me get an injection of blood here. New blood. And that that's what she's doing from the perspective of. Because you tried to motivate, and where does this come back from? because you tried to motivate from the perspective of pain and fear, punishment. you put her in that position of wanting to do the very thing you don't want her to do. You drop that seed neurolinguistically, pink elephant seeing red. she saw red, so she went with red. You put her in that position though, not her so. Let's take a pause there because that uh, things got pretty deep. Things got pretty raw there. I'll address some of you in the chat and then we're going to hit trust and acceptance because now you guys might be thinking, okay, so we know how not to do it now. How do we do it then? <laughs> For sure, we'll get it. By the way, if you guys are enjoying this session, uh, do me a favor and drop a thumbs up on this video down below. It'd be super appreciated. It's sure, appreciated. And also, uh, drop me a comment if you're listening and post, if you're vibing with this on the YouTube. Most appreciated. By the way, guys, I did get demonetized last week for playing Janaya Aiko's song. (laughs) I got demonetized the moment it went public. But there were a lot of super chats last week. So I really so it made up for it made up for it. So thanks. It was worth it, is what I'm saying, for the mansion story. Okay, we got some comments up in here. So these answers that people are about to drop were an answer to the question of why would she fly off the handle? If you asked her that she's being with another guy, Jose came in saying she would think that you don't trust her, then the relationship is jeopardized. Uh, potentially. Just on saying she'd go off if you set up that frame earlier in the relationship. We're trying to hold her back and stuff like that because letting her know on some level that you don't trust her and now you're saying it straight. Straight saying it. Yeah, you distract Conan and Jose are on the same thing. Distrust, distrust. Justin's saying maybe because X couldn't handle it if she said yes, and that's why she should fly off the handle. That doesn't make a lot of sense, Justin. I definitely agree though that oh maybe you are actually hang on, Justin might be saying maybe X couldn't handle it, asking her if she's if she's been with another guy. Because what if she did say yes? That's actually a good point, Justin. I think that's what you mean. My apologies. That's a good point. When Stone was saying uh by commitment I meant the energy that you are investing in reality, not some sort of agreement with her. Okay, Dominic saying because she feels more comfortable with him or her and is just for you convenience or convention's sake. That's a slightly darker point there, Dominic. Maybe not necessary. That's maybe not and two. That's maybe a two out of ten situation. Maybe not an eight out of ten, but it's possible for sure. uh Mister Toby Rama comes in. AKA Takumi, AKA Initial T, comes and saying, Hey lads, <laughs> good to have you, Toby Rama. Uh Rama. Distraction saying, yep, Benji Solis, giving the double, giving the deuces, giving the peace sign. Oh, Kakashi was asking, What is the pink elephant? Yeah, if you missed that, pink elephants just refer to the idea you're planting other people. So, yes, the pink elephant he's planting is other guys. Do get with them, don't get with them, that's not registered. Just the fact that you planted the seed of other guys, that is what gets registered. Don't look at the red. Do look at the red. Doesn't matter. It's red. Uh, uh, so desu ka, wakaremashita. Says Kikashi. Distracón says, Yo, I just noticed something. X keeps doing the pink elephant thing, but doesn't talk about the two of them together enough. I could have worded that way better. Shake my head. You sure could have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. That has been a big issue to track on in this message, is that it's very much one person doing to the other, one person assuming of the other. That's a good pickup. Don't mind that. It's a thought that's gone through my head as well. Same wavelength. Dominic Moore coming in with a love heart. Thank you for the love. Benji Solis coming in saying, hey, we've got two Solises up in here. You got Jose Solis and Benji Solis. Benji saying, came in halfway, lost his fuck with the pink outfit. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> you have to watch it in post. Okay, we've got our first super chat right now from Jose with a Mexican 50 pesos coming in saying late, but for the mansion story, Sensei, F you YouTube. (laughs) F you YouTube. (laughs) No worries. So Jose is dropping a super chat for the mansion story, which is possibly one of the most inspirational, epic, cold approach from street to date to sexual progression to mansion insanity you ever hear. I dropped in last week's podcast. And I haven't got around to cutting it up yet, but I will. So thank you very much for that Super Chat, Jose. And uh, if you have a question later on when we get to open Q&A, your question I guess to goes first because you donated to the Super Chat and I'll give you more time. So just, uh, just po- post it later when we get to open Q&A. Don't do it yet. So we've explained very thoroughly how to not go about her flirting with other guys and cheating, potentially having sex with other guys. How should we go about this then? Trust and acceptance. I've been mentioning this a couple of times. Let's not motivate through pain and fear of punishment. Let's motivate through trust and acceptance. Uh-huh. What does that mean? What does that mean? I hate it when people say trust. I hate it when people say trust because what does that mean? What do you mean when you say trust? This is exactly what I mean. X, you need to be comfortable with that if your girl found herself in a position, Jenna found herself in a position in which that she did become extremely sexually attracted to another guy, the conditions were set up right. Maybe she had a few too many vod- vodka ice cruises and maybe she was on the beach under the stars at the moon on a, at a bonfire and her friends were feeling it, everyone else was feeling it. Maybe she was at a, maybe there was a drum circle going and she just happened to connect with another really sexually attractive guy and a real stand-up guy as well. Let's take he's a stand-up guy as well. He's not a piece of shit. He's not trying to manipulate her. He's just a good guy. All right? And she's in the fucking vibe of it. He's in the vibe of it. The conditions are preset for it. And let's say you haven't been dropping the neuro-linguistic seeds of her getting with other guys. And let's say you have been allowing for trust and acceptance, which is what we're getting into here. We'll get to more in a second. And let's just say that it was a warm night. The water was warm found themselves in the water and they just started to kiss. Hey, we're under the moon. There's a drum circle going. There's a huge bonfire. She's a little tipsy. Here's a little fucking lit on the presence of the moment. All right. And they just start to kiss. And then one thing led to another. And then all of a sudden, everyone decided that they're just going to go skinny dipping. And now everyone's naked. All right. And then when they're drying off, in a, in a quiet moment, when they're drying off by the bloody trees, that she dropped her towel, And he picked it up for her. And so the connection began. There was no ill harm. There was no ill intent to hurt you. She didn't intentionally go out and set out to dishonor the agreement you two had made to be exclusive. There was just conditions of the night. There was an environment. There was raw animalistic energy going about, which set up a prime condition in which that when one person dropped the towel and there was a moment where they connected eyes together and they'd already kissed a little before and now it just seemed right, of course, Of course, we're going to honor the sexual connection between each other. You're a a woman. I'm a man. We only get to live this life once. But what I'm trying to focus on here is that it had nothing to do with hurting you. The next morning comes around. She wakes up on the beach next to her friends. She realizes what a tremendous mistake she's made. She feels terrible. She goes, I can't believe I just cheated on the partner of two and a half years. I didn't even intend to. I didn't even... I I, it's like I actually really I still I still love X I still love it I still want to be with X the plans for the kids the plans for the investment farm down in Tasmania still plans still plans but how could I ever tell him well this is where it comes down to for you X have you set up the space for her in which that she trusts that she will be accepted that she trusts that there will not be a whip on the end of her confession that she trusts That you will show her the same love, the same peace, the same joy, the same level of empathy. That you will give her the space and time to fully explain the story. No matter how painful it is that she trusts that you will give her that space and time to fully allow that fleshed out. So that there can be no assumptions made. And that there will not be a whip on the end of it. In terms of he will not abandon me. He will not label me as a slut whore that should be banished to the bad lands of society and is absolute scum but know that he'll continue to see me as me and that he'll see my true nature first and foremost and that he'll understand me. Can she... That's what trust means. Fuck the word trust as a generality. Specifically, that is what trust is. And that, the final word, acceptance. Can she trust with all of what trust means that you will accept the situation for what it was. What does that mean? Acceptance that nothing can be done to correct this. The situation happened. I can't go and undo having sex with that guy on the beach under the moon. I can't, as much as you want to, I know as as much pain as this has caused, I can't undo that. Does she trust that you can accept that fact? Because most partners and most female or males that do find themselves as in Jenna's position of being in a raw serendipitous moment in which the animalistic nature of their sexuality overcame them and they made a mistake, most of them would never confess openly because one, they don't trust that there won't be a whip on the end and everything that that means but they also cannot trust that you will be accepting of that nothing can be changed which would then give lead to future to getting back to rebuilding because if you don't think that you could if she if Jenna doesn't have that trust in you that she could go make a mistake as having a sexual interaction with another masculine being and be able to come back to you and sit down with you and tell you every single detail about the entire experience how it happened how it came to be what your intent was and what the situation is now in finality if she doesn't trust that she can do that she would never trust in the fact that maybe we could still have a chance together because he would accept it. I just can't trust, most women would never say that to their guy, not just because they don't think there won't be a whip on the end. Most, most it starts with that. They're just not going to tell them. Like most guys don't find out they've been cheated on ever, but if they do, it's well in post. It's not the night after. It's, it's months, years later, they find out they were cheated on. First and foremost, because the woman was too afraid to tell them. In fears of there being a whip, psychologically or physically, most of the time, psychologically. Slight scum lord, ashamed to the badlands of society. Can't, can't trust? Can't trust that he'll see me as a human being that can make mistakes, flesh. So you and she'll never be able to be open with you if you can't do that. But then, part two, which would stop her from doing that, is that what if he's always going to hold on to it? What if X? What if you? What if she was? What if we found out as a result of this podcast, and that you now actually go down and sit down with her and talk about it? Let's say that she does confess that she has been with another guy. Do you think that she can trust that you can accept that that was an event at one moment in time, and that that doesn't necessarily determine how your next moment will be together? It's your relationship together is not so cement. It's not so static. People can evolve. People can change as a result of their mistakes and learn and grow into something much better and stronger. In my opinion, the mistake is not to allow, the mistake is not necessarily, hang on, I need to get these words right. This is a bit of a word tie. The mistake, sorry. The mistake is in not allowing someone to make the mistake. And if you don't set up the environmental conditions in your relationship in which that Jenna feels like, even if I did make a mistake, I could come back and tell you all about it and know that you would accept it as a moment in time and that it doesn't absolve me from the mistake itself. It doesn't absolve me from responsibility and certainly does not mean that I'm entitled to having this relationship persist. That's not what we're saying here, X. That's not what I'm saying. If you found out that Jenna had cheated on you, you'd be more of in your eyes to say that we need to separate now because this is not the T's and C's we agreed upon in this relationship. Of course. However, that framework logisticality is separate from the emotional loving and caring and empathetic understanding of being able to receive her as a being that made a mistake. And that that would inspire her trusting and accepting. Trusting that you would accept her. The mistake would be to not allow her to to fall into that position. That's the true mistake. The true mistake is not in her cheating on on you with some other guy. The mistake is if that did happen, did I or did I not allow the space for her to be able to tell me truthfully and honestly? That's it. That's it. Her going and sleeping with another guy should never be an issue. Should never be an issue. If you guys have established the foundations of trust and acceptance together. Because of the foundational principle we started this podcast with. Which was what, my friends? Which was what? I don't own you, and you don't own me. You were never mine to keep, and I was never yours to keep. We came together on a journey in which that I was riding this river, in my own boat, you riding your boat in your own river. Then we came together. We decided we'll ride together. Never forsaking our own boats though. Always knowing that my journey will always be my journey. Your journey will always be yours. But we'll commune in time and we'll build something new together. You have your vessel. I have my vessel. I bring a piece. You bring a piece. We form something new. But we know that which piece was mine, which piece was yours. And so that if the T's and C's of our relationship ever did break down, we would be able to separate knowing that I never owned you, you never owned me. I never lost my power to walk on my own. You never lost your power to walk on your own. But we all make mistakes. And we all find ourselves, in the best of scenarios, just falling prey, falling victim to our own sexuality and evolutionary hardwired biology. It's why the advent of divorce and cheating is so prevalent in our society. Your biology is much stronger than your psychology and your linguistics of what has appeared in the last, however however old the English language is. Not very old compared to our evolutionary development. Your raw sexuality is far more powerful. And all you have to do is be a practitioner of social dynamics and you'll find this out very quickly. But we all make mistakes. And so uh, forgiveness is in doubt to all. We don't forget though, which allows us to deal out the necessary action required. But we always forgive. So, X, we've given a extreme, extremely in-depth explanation as to why your three red Xs play into each other. Number one, and this is where we're going to bring the summary and then we're going to get to open Q&A, where you guys can drop in any questions related on anything. But summing this up for X here and for Jenna. Issue number one of that, your insecurity about her being hit up by other points of sexual interest aka other simps, other guys, uh, nice guys trying to hit her up. You're trying to curtail her sexual energy, at least on an emotional level and also physical. I'm okay with you trying to set up framework of, okay, we're only going to physically express ourselves within just you and I, but any attempt to stifle sexual energy on an emotional level is going to cause issues in other areas of the relationship. So you need to get comfortable. You need to get to the place within yourself of recognizing that I do trust that she will honor the principles between her and I. And that actually, the things that make her sexually attractive to me should make her sexually attractive to other people, which would, of course, incur the attention of other people. It's a good thing that other guys are trying to hit her up. And her and we—why would you want her to actively try and dissuade them? You should be act. I would recommend if it was me, I would be active and I have and do actively encourage women to invite those other sexual points of interest and just see her, to put them to the test. Put them to the test. Like I said before, run the team and we'll dig them off to the back end. Right? You dig them off to the uh, into the bleachers, up to the highest. And you see, just time off the time. And you build that connecting of threads, stronger, trusting each other more and more. That was point number one. Point number two was the lack of sexual stimulation and alignment between you two. She's older than you. She's older than you. Women have a very different sexual progression line than men do. Right. women's sexual market value does not go up as they get older. It goes down. It's the reverse for men. Men's sexual market value goes up as they get older and is actually a very low value as they are younger. It's literally the diametric opposite. As women are younger, sexual market value is higher. As men are younger, sexual market value is lower. Just uh, just that little puppy dog. Just that little tiger cub. huh? So, that's why I've been bringing such attention to your two and a half year relationship and that she's older. She's in her sexual prime. Well, starting And is on the back end, I should say. For the average girl, it depends on... There are some very, very attractive 40, 50 year old women. But they're outliers. They're outliers because of the way they take care of their bodies and their minds. That's few and far between. Most women who start to hit 40 and over start to really let themselves go. And, uh... Of course, guys. Of course, males as well. But I would say it's uh, it's rarer to find super attractive 40, 50-year-old women than it is to find super attractive 40, 50-year-old men. Hmm. That's interesting point. So, your attempts to stifle her sexual energy and expression of others is actually only going to get compounded at this stage in her life. So, it's something you actually need to address very quickly if you see a future with her or if you would like to progress your interaction with her. Because if I was Jenna, and this is might be a really hard thing to swallow for you X, based on the way that you're currently operating, there's not a lot of reason for why Jenna should still be putting up with this as the way things are now. If I was a woman, I wouldn't be. If you were a woman, you wouldn't be. That might be really hard to hear, and I hope it is. That should sting. But with a smile. Sting with a smile. You know what you need to do. If she requires more sexual stimulation, you need to provide that. If you aren't willing to provide that, set her free. It is much better to set the bird free and give her her wings back than to keep her in a cage clipped. She's going to get free at some point. Whether it's because she breaks the cage down or someone else breaks in for her. It shouldn't even never have set a cage on it, right? It is better to set someone free when you realize that you can't provide what they need. Very hard pill to swallow for particularly males. Particularly males. And providing what someone needs is not just a certain volume and frequency of sexual stimulation. Psychological, emotional, uh, attention of different kinds. Attention of different kinds, not just in terms of the PPM and how many times you guys are getting down each week. Some some women need to be loved in a very different way. Some women need to be loved by you sending a little post-it note to their office every second day, and that's the thing that they like. Some women don't want you to bloody speak to them for the entire week, but then the one time that you are with them, want you to throw down, want you to be... uh, you, They want an experience of Xerxes and the, the hordes of Persians coming down on the 300, defending the hot gates at Thermopylae. They want that level of intensity between you two, but it's only very frequently. Every woman needs to be loved in a different way, and I'm sure it's for you as well. Know yourself, let her and let her communicate herself as well. That's one thing that on brought up in here, which is that the lack of we terms, the lack of we communication between you two. You two... Listen, I'd love to get you two in a room and just sit down and say, all right, I want to hear exactly what you both desire for yourselves and for the other. Let's go. Have you two had that discussion yet? If you haven't, please do. It sounds like you haven't. You guys need to have the direct conversation with each other saying, listen, have you ever been with another person? You just need to ask that question and frequently just to check in, just to check in. You just guys need to check in regularly with how you're feeling about the relationship in general and on all fronts. You know, whether you want to schedule it, whether you want to make it, and you, know, you find this out for each other once every couple of weeks, once every month, but it should be a well a well established pillar within your relationship that we don't allow long periods of time to go with festering wounds, with 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 bleeding wounds within us. We address everything. Let everything come up. And in the event that you find out that there is a misalignment. Throw away your attachment to us being in a relationship. It's all cookie talk anyway. It's all nonsense. Your two and a half year relationship does not exist. Show it to me. Show it to me, ex. Come and bring it to me in a box. Show me in a piece of paper your two and a half year relationship. Show it to me in a movie. It will still just be a movie. It would still just be a box. It would still be a piece of paper. You can't show me your last two and a half years together. Why? Because there's only ever right now. You never have this moment right now. So if you ever found out that we are in misalignment right now, you either do everything that you can to correct that or, and once that's been done, you accept that once everything's been done and it can't be corrected, then we separate. Because we need the best for what's both of us right now. We need the best for for both of us right now. Because that's all there ever, ever is, X and Jenna. It's just right now. Don't be so attached to your two and a half years together if you find there is a misalignment. If you find there is a misalignment and you do attempt to correct it, hey, that's, that's that's even better, I guess. But I'm saying that from an objective point. For you guys, I guess, if you're a little attached. But what I'm pointing to here is the ultimate level of detachment that what's best is not the perpetuation of your two and a half year relationship. What's best is what's best if she needs more sexual fulfillment because you can, but you're not willing to provide that, I, I've been in that situation. I've been in that situation for sure where a woman said to me that she wants to be seen and touched this many times a week and in this type of way and I'm saying, well, listen, because of my life purpose, I can't deliver that sort of attention and uh, you know, at, the, at max, I'm going to see you once a week and she goes, well, I, it's probably not going to work out then. What's best for both of us? Separate them. All right, stay in that moment. Stay in that moment and uh, the third pillar as well, what are you motivating her through? The fear of pain and punishment, or are you motivating through trust and acceptance? Are you neurolinguistically dropping the seeds of the behavior that you don't want, which of course produces the behavior that is going to manifest anyway? Is that what you're doing? It sounds like what you're doing. So you need to look at the way that you're phrasing things. You need to look at the directives that you're setting up for her, what expectations you're giving her, and why are you giving them? Always understand why I do this. Why do I think this? Why don't I want her to have attention from other males? Why would it be such a bad thing if I found out that she did sleep with another guy? Well, that why? It's not because it's never as simple as, oh, well, because that just means that, you know, she, she hurt me or she, she, she did something that she wasn't supposed to do. So, yeah, but why did you make that a bad land? Why was that a bad land in the first part? Because as we painted at the beginning, under certain psychological circumstances, you would allow her to sleep with another guy. As in there's a potential for it. not saying you particularly, but there is a potential for it. So so that's a full explanation. All three things. You hit those three keys of her. You sit down with her. If you think it's too much for you right now to discuss that with her, watch this podcast of her. Actually, I would actually recommend against that. Watch this podcast of her after she's had time to watch it on her own. Because it would be almost impossible for you to keep your ego out of it. You would be trying to pause this podcast and then give your own explanation of what I'm saying without letting her just digest it fully herself. So if you want her to absorb this properly, let her listen to it first. Then you two agree to come come together at a certain time and you say, we're going to exchange thoughts and notes on this podcast and where we're at with it, what we took away from it and what we'd like to do about it. And you guys, you have your time to fully express that. You give her her time to fully express that. That would be the way that you two should, if you wanted her to listen to this, should take this piece of instruction. I would highly recommend against, then you could watch it together afterwards if you wanted to. But I would highly recommend against watching it together for the first time together because it's going to be very hard for you to keep your egos out of it and allow the other person to absorb it fully. So So, I thank you very much for dropping this. Uh, I recognize that this was a a very... uh, urgent situation just because you guys are at that danger zone of two and a half years together these uh, like I said threads if one thread starts to come undone at this stage in a relationship many threads start to come undone and all of a sudden you find yourself in a situation where three weeks later four weeks later you're in tears because you found out she was with another guy or maybe you ended up being another girl and you hadn't taken the time to set up the environment for trust and acceptance and do away with motivating from pain and punishment Do it now. So, I thank you, uh, X, for sending that message and now it's time for open Q&A. So, my friends, hang on. If you're enjoying this content, drop a thumbs up down below on the video. Help support. Be most appreciated. And now's the time for open Q&A. Whereas if you guys have got questions now on anything, social dynamics related, anything in the world of human interaction, go ahead and drop it in the chat box down below. Uh, We had a super chat from Jose which was actually a Super Chat uh, honoring last week's Mansion Story podcast. Well, the the part of the podcast is about the Mansion Story. However, because it is a Super Chat, Jose, if you're still here in the live chat, your question will go first because Super Chat helps support the channel. I'm so grateful for it. 50 Mexican pesos. So, Jose, if you're typing a question or whatever, or you might even if you're still here, just let me know. I'll come to it when you get when you drop it otherwise you guys can start dropping questions now and there was a lot of other questions at the beginning of the chat if you think i skipped over your question just copy and paste it because there's a lot of talk in this chat and i thank you guys for your live engagement as well you guys were pretty switched on in this live chat it's been good shit so (laughs) let me let me get to this uh let's do it what you guys been saying up in this chat so Kakash had come and saying, Benji, I can tell you to think about the... P- oh, he's explaining the pink elephant. Because he didn't understand. <laughs> the pink elephant, that's all right. Winstoner mean, says, then be happy for a great experience, but it's over between the two of you, of course. Why would you work with that instead of starting... Don't know what you're talking about there. Just starting to think something wrong with me because I just imagine the words pink elephant instead of an actual one. <laughs> that, yeah, something is wrong with you there. Okay, so Jose is coming, saying I do have a situation. As of now, I'm in the 30-day challenge with COVID. I have a topic. Okay, Jose, just type it out for me. I'm gonna try and answer some other questions, but when you do drop yours, I'll get straight to it. So when Stono come in saying you don't need to accept her, why would you? That's just doing a disservice to yourself. Uh, it's a really dark and unserving mindset and I would highly recommend I'd highly recommend against that. Everyone deserves acceptance and forgiveness regardless. And that's how you move forward in life. Otherwise you always hold resentment towards them. So you got a lot of work to do there. That's a very dark mindset. Kakash then comes in saying does sexual mar- okay here we go. Here we go question. Kakashi should come in saying does sexual market value change linearly or exponentially? Sorry, I'm a math slash STEM nerd. Uh, So uh, that's an interesting question, Kakashi. So what he's talking about was earlier on, I said how the sexual market value of women goes in diametric opposite to men, as in over time, as in women start off with very high value, but then as they get older over time, it goes down. Men start off with very low value over time at the beginning, but then over time goes up. He's asking if it changes linear or exponentially. What's interesting is that The independent factor, Mr. Science, the independent factor here, uh, or maybe I should say the dependent factor actually, is you can actually think about it two different ways there. You can make an argument for both. The core factor is (laughs) what are they doing within their lives? Because sexual market value is not predetermined on age. There are many extremely low level people at 40 or 50. There are extremely a lot of extremely unattractive 40-50 year old men. There are a lot of extremely unattractive 40-50 year old women. It's what have they done with their lives. As to whether it's linear or exponential, that really just determines what they've done with their lives. Right? Your growth can be exponential based on what you're doing. Right. What are you what actions are you taking? What mindsets are you donning? What people are you surrounding yourself with, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh but I think what's more important to answer your question there, Kakashi, is that it's neither. As in growth is not guaranteed or sexual market value increase is not guaranteed based on your age. It's just that if you are doing the things that would lead to it, to an increase for men happens over time in an upward trajectory for women goes downwards over time, except for the outliers. Of course, there are absolute outliers that women who are actually get more attractive as they get older. Those are few and far between though. Few and far between, but if women that maintain their mind and body and spirit over time, uh, they're actually more attractive. Actually, more attractive. Some of the most attractive women I've been with are not within that eight, eighteen to twenty-three year old, as magazines and society would have you believe. Uh, some of the most attractive women I've been with have been have been north of thirty-five plus. It's rarer, though. Of course, it's rarer. Okay. So Jose has come in with his super chat question. Let's do it. Actually, just before I do say that, uh, a couple of, other of you have come in the chat saying, T was saying bell curves, Kakashi. Why is value at X's age? Uh, maybe I think you're missing something there. Uh, yeah, it's not, uh, hang on, no, age is not, it's not just age. Not just age, too. Not just age. There's something else playing there. Uh, Benjamin Morton's over there. Oh, Benjamin Butted. Good to have you, Ben. Saying big true. Yeah, boy. Good to have you. strike on saying he got that ego, FR, my sexual power in my m- mind. Like, boys, sit the fuck down. strike on, that doesn't even make a lingual sense. That's not even English. You're going to do better with constructing your sentences, son. Uh, I did not have said a word of that. Okay, so let's get to... Oh, Justin H. then came and saying, Dang Adam, that was freaking fire. Uh, I've adapted the we only have right now mindset It's my personal life. But I have trouble applying it to a relationship. It's something I need to work on. Thank you. So does that mean you're in a relationship right now, Justin? And if you are, good. Even better. Because if you're so attached that you can't see that your relationship is only now, it's going to cause a lot of pain. Cause you a lot of pain, as it does for many others, if it hasn't already. Okay, so Benji Solis has another question on cold approach. However, Jose is coming with his super chat question, so we'll get that right now. Let's fucking do it. So, where where does it begin though? Okay, so Jose dropped a 50 Mexican pesos, which I'm extremely appreciative for. Thank you very much, Jose, saying he's in a 38 challenge situation right now with COVID and he's currently in Mexico. His question. I have asked in the past on opening girls that you don't like 100%. Well, I basically walked around for like 4 hours in the main city downtown. No girls that I liked around. So, I'm in the point of lowering my standards and just opening for the sake of learning. But I feel that doing that is incongruent to myself. Any comments? Uh, He then goes on to say, by the way, tomorrow I'm moving to another city with much higher flow of people. So I expect to have a better situation. I did share a lot of love with strangers though. I got in deep conversations with several people. Good shit. Well, first off, let's just on to the fact that Jose is out there taking action when most people are too afraid to, just in general. And then also with COVID on top of it. Well done, Jose. Excellent. Now to your actual question of there being a lack of Extremely attractive women for you to learn about. Nah, that Pause that. So to your question, Jose, when you say, well, where's the actual question? You feel incongruent. Yeah. So the question you hear, Jose, is essentially asking is, do I approach less people but make sure they're, in quotes, the right people, the people he's most attracted to, but he's going to be, what's he going to be leaving on the table? volume of experience versus getting tremendous volume of experience but at the same time feeling like he's not really being true to himself he's not really that attracted to this girl so what this comes down to and the pin that decides which way you go here Jose is why are you doing this why are you doing the 30 day challenge are you doing the 30 day challenge so that you can meet your diamond in the sky run off into the sunset investment farm down in Tasmania You're looking for your absolute dime piece. Is that why you're doing a 30-day challenge? If you are, then maybe it does make sense to go with less volume, extremely selective. Are you doing the 30-day challenge because you're doing what it's intended for, which is to learn about yourself in relation to others, which is to develop your social skill set, which is to recognize that you have flaws and holes in your social dynamics, that you are not unconsciously competent, and that you need to get to a place of unconscious competence minimum conscious competence. What does that mean, guys? Open qualification, investment, close. You can do these things with absolute efficacy in basically any environment. And you don't necessarily have to... Like, What it means is that you know what you're doing and you're good at it. And that you can do that in a coffee shop, in an airport, in a bar, in a club, on the street, in the tiles, fucking at the zoo. Wherever you're at, you know what to do. You can handle an interaction between you and the opposite sex. And you can do it well. If you're not there yet and you're doing a 30-day challenge... And then I don't see where you get the chops to be so selective. And I say this to guys on uh, when boot camps were running heavy before the COVID situation, before when I could still travel and when I was still doing day game boot camps. I say this to guys just before we begin, after the initial pre brief, when we sit down in a cafe and we're just about to go start chopping it up, start meeting people. And I say to him very, very uh, gently as we're walking to go teach him how to stop someone, I say, by the way, what type of people are we looking to meet today? What standard? And he goes, and almost all of my bootcamp clients at first will say, it's hey, anyone. I'm just here to learn. Just here to learn. I'm here with anyone. I'm like, good. In my mind, I'm like, let's put that to the test. Easy to say that. Easy to say that when you're not in it. Hard to practice that when you're feeling it. No, it's anxiety. When your absolute 10 actually does walk by. When a mildly attractive woman walks by. When maybe a not so attractive woman walks by. How are you going to stay true to that principle? Will you? Put it to the test. If you say you're here to learn, then this is my criteria, Jose. For all my bootcamp clients, is what I say to them. You are to approach anyone who is generally speaking attractive. Right, that inspires some level of interest within you. We are not looking for your dime piece. We're not looking for the woman of your, uh, the mother of your children. That's not the intent for this. If it is your intent, do something else because you will not survive a 30 day challenge and you will not produce the intended results of a 30 day challenge if you're only going to go out and meet women that you deem to be super attractive. It's not the intent of the challenge, especially in the day, and um, even in a city like New York, London, or Melbourne, which I've coached in all three. You're still not going to get that heavy of a flow. Like you'd have to go to some serious event of absolute biddies to get that type of flow, in which that every single woman is on your scale seven and above. Right? That's not everyday walking conditions on the street. In a clubs, different, and a night is different, but. We're talking about the day here. We're talking about thirty-day challenge in the day. So, get your intent straight. Your intent will then map to your micro actions. If my intent is to learn about myself in relation to others and to develop conscious core competence in social skill set, which is the intent for thirty-day challenges at the core, at least. You might have your own little other things as well. Then, anyone who is of general interest, whether she is your, whether she's just kind of attractive. There's little something interesting about it. Are you so competent in opening, qualifying, investing, and closing that you're so damn sure that you would be able to do that flaw- almost flawlessly, effortlessly? If you were, I don't think you'd be doing the challenge. Huh? Huh. Yeah, so that's, that's a good question, Jose, because a lot of guys go out there... And they'll walk up and down for four hours, and they meet two people. And they go, "But there wasn't there wasn't any attractive girls out there." No, there weren't any attractive girls by your standards. But what standard did you set? Was it a standard that was set that mapped to learning, or a standard that was set that mapped to you finding a woman you're going to have children with? All right, let's be honest here. You have to earn that. For you to get that selective, for guys that say, "I only want to attract, I only want to approach women that just made me break my heart," you have to earn that shit. And then what's funny is that when you do earn that shit, you don't even think that way because you learn the value in interacting with everyone. Not just attractive with her, attractive with everyone. No no transformation into Super Saiyan was always Super Saiyan. You know? You need to get some hyperbolic time time chamber mindset in here, okay? (laughs) Let's not Senzu be in this shit. Okay, so that was... uh, Thank you for the question, though, Jose. So let's move on to the next questions. Open Q&A. Who's the next question? By the way, guys, because there's just far too much chat. If you had a question earlier in the chat that I just have skipped over, just copy and paste it and I'll get to it. Because I'm basically just going down from Jose here. Yeah, buddy. Uh, Who's next? Who's next? So Benji Solis. I'm not sure if it's Jose's brother. I don't think it is. Not that he mentioned it. But they had the same last name, which is pretty cool. Benji comes in saying, what would be your advice on making a situation in cold approach or just between two people more comfortable and present? It's very general, Benji. It's extremely, extremely general. Uh, you're, that's the beginning of a title of an entire essay, that question. It's not really very specific. So what I will offer you here, though, is that the underpinning of what comfort is and that actually you've got it back to front. When you said making people more comfortable and present, other way around. The only way that you can make someone comfortable is if you are in fact present. No one's comfortable with someone in front of them who's in their mind, who's thinking about what to say, whose eyes are darting off to the side, who's shifting around in their body language, who isn't calm, grounded, okay, and accepted within themselves. So you want to make people more comfortable in your interactions, you need to become present. Then your mind goes to, well, how do I become more present? Breathe. Take conscious breath in between your sentences, in between everything you're about to say. Before you're about to respond to someone, breathe first. It's one of the biggest keys that I notice with my clients that helps them to improve their level of presence and ability to attract and comfort. Take a breath before you respond. Like It's just a rule. Until it becomes so natural that this is what you do anyway. There you go. Moving on to the next question. Uh Mr. Toby Rama had come in saying, ah, oh, interesting. I was wrong about the bell curves. It's not just age, that age that determines value. Yeah, good. Good that you can see that too. There's a several factors that play into it. Dominic said, who's selling Tokyo 2021 tickets? Talking about the Olympics, bruh? Because I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think, uh, I don't even think they should be playing at the Olympics for 2021. The way the world situation is going on right now, and I'm so like I'm so grateful that we're not in lockdown right now in South Australia because I'm supposed to be, but we're supposed to be. But I don't think we're going to be traveling overseas for many, many years. I think they're honey dicking people with. Because if you just look at their psychological patterning of the pattern of what happens, the lockdown mechanism that countries are choosing to use, we'll never. With the current paradigm of the way the world leaders are handling the COVID situation, we will never get to travel to other countries freely. Again, not with the current paradigm. Because with the current paradigm, we are set into perpetual lockdowns in which that outbreak appears, shut down society, upheave society, cause tremendous displacement of all people to cull the cases, then get down the cases to single daily digits in which it's controllable. Give out financial handouts, which our future children will bear the burden of that debt and completely decimate their society, but we won't worry about that now. We'll give out the money now, just so people can survive now because we had to shut them down. Then, as time goes by over many, many months, we get these cases, eradicate these cases, down to well, it's basically none, slowly reopen society, You know, slowly let people have their freedom back to go back out, go to gym, go to restaurants, and then after many, many months, when we feel like we're safe, no COVID for many months, just like here in South Australia, we'll let people back in. 3,500 people from overseas, repatriates, let them back in. From India, let them back in. We're good, right? One person carrying the COVID infects 17 people one day. Shut down. Rinse and repeat. Rinse and repeat. Up, oh, got to shut down. Shut down ever again. Com- please complete steps one through seven. I wrote an entire essay on this on my private Facebook, which... Everything is actually private on, except I made this post public. I made this post public. So you can actually go check it out at Adam K. Y. On Facebook. I did a full essay post on it, on the current lockdown situation. And, and so where this is what happens. So, so, but it never ends. It's never going to end. This is exactly the situation that's just happened in South Australia. So what's going to happen now is that we, we got locked down. We thought we were good for many, many months. We got locked down. Government freaked out because we got 17 cases in one day. Shut everything down. Don't allow people to leave their houses. An abomination of personal freedom. A surefire sign to get people to commit suicide and to economically displace uh, not only the present but the future of all generations. Which then, of course, will lead to more mental health problems and suicide, domestic violence, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. All to protect people that are already pre-existingly unmetabolically well, metabolically unwell. Interesting. So all I was want to point out here was that with the Tokyo 2021, there's, no one's going to Japan in 2021. No one's going to Japan next year. So we're not, no way you're not letting out of the country. No way. No way. And so, but this is with, I'm not sure how much more, how many waves it will take for the government to realize that lockdowns don't work and actually cause more harm. I don't know how many more it'll take. Uh, because they just don't seem to listen and they're only concerned with protecting their own back ends to ensure they get reelected. But with the current state of the way things are going, current COVID paradigm, we will live in forever uh, perpetual lockdowns. Because the moment you open things back up, it's going to get back in. COVID is so endemic, it is a part of society. If you don't learn to live with it, that's the only other option, which is the option I advocate for at this point, 100%. So let's move on beyond that. Who's the next question? Not that that was actually – well, that was kind of a question. Uh, Justin H. comes in saying, not in a relationship now, but this social QA made me reflect on some of my mindsets in previous relationship that I need to work on for my next relationship. Good man, Justin. Good man. Appreciate it. I haven't seen you in a live chat in a long time, but it's good that you're still working on mistakes from the past. As in, like you don't let you don't forget them. You make sure that you know, I'm fucked up then. And it's not to say that I don't want you living in perpetual uh bereavement. You need to let go for sure. But there are times when I think about my previous relationships and go. Yeah, don't forget about that, Adam. Like, don't forget about that mistake. Especially if it rears its head in the present. Just remember, we made this mistake before. And uh, just a gentle reminder. is never a bad thing. Uh, and I hope things are well in Canada as well, by, by the way, Justin, if you're still in Canada. Distracton comes in saying, I heard from a homeboy that whenever he goes to his visit his family in Mexico, that girls there will approach you. Cut off topic. Well, Jose will be able to speak to that because Jose is from Mexico. I've never been there, so I don't know about that. Uh, Jose comes in saying, "I'm intentionally trying to let go of my attachments, though I could not find a 7.5 on my scale. But I get it. I'll try my best to just do it. Thanks, Sensei noted it. Well, Jose, this is the. the let me finish it right here. If I was able, to, if I was able to duplicate you, take two Jose's. One operates with a mindset that I'm only going to approach women that I'm super attracted to on the 30-day challenge, and take the other Jose." Who's willing to approach anyone of general interest? Who's going to learn more at the end of the 30 days? Who's going to set himself up for more experiences? Because what for the, what a lot of you don't realize is that in your attempt to only meet women that you're super, super attracted to, you stifle yourself because you don't shift your emotional state. So the time that an actual super attractive woman goes by, you're not even ready. Opportunity wasted. Whereas if you had just been a general attractive being meeting everyone, you will capitalize on every opportunity to meet an attractive woman when that does go by state of readiness only practitioners know theorists will never find that out gel comes in saying i'm in a relationship and i got insecure with my girl and a guy so i expressed my insecurities which showed lack of confidence i noted then that she doesn't treat me the same anymore what would you recommend to improve confidence Hang on, Zhao. I any idea? here. We've got some big red flags. Oh, boy. So when Zhao says, I'm in a relationship and I got insecure with my girl and a guy. So what is, I think what you're saying there is that your girl was interested in another guy or maybe a guy was interested in your girl, but you haven't explicitly stated that she cheated or that she gave you any reason to actually be insecure. So Zhao then went on to say, so I expressed my insecurities which showed a lack of confidence. Incorrect. What's the red flag in that, my friends? He then went on to say, I noted that since then, she doesn't treat me the same anymore. How would I recommend improving the confidence? What was the red flag in the statement that I expressed my insecurities, which showed lack of confidence? I expressed my insecurities, which showed lack of confidence. Jao's been in this entire podcast, yet he seems to have missed an, an extremely important piece, which is that expressing, eh, I hope he gets it, it should be, it's so, it's just painted right now, if you listen to this entire podcast, there's nothing wrong with the expression Jao, but the very fact that you have labeled it an insecurity is why she doesn't treat you the same anymore. Her being with another guy is of no issue. As in, if, if there's another guy interested in her, or if she showed interest in another guy, what's that of any consequence to you? You don't own her, she doesn't own you. If she breaks the T's and C's of your relationship, then you'll act accordingly. The insecurity is, uh, what you perceive to be the insecurity is the issue here. Not the expression of it. She's not treating you differently because you expressed concern for something. She's treating you differently, treating you differently, because of why you perceive it to be an insecure point. We've just done an entire podcast on this. So you need to go and rehash this if that doesn't make sense. So, into your question of how would you recommend to improve confidence, you need to dive into yourself and understand why am I insecure about her being seen, like being around another guy having relations with another guy even if they're not sexual you haven't really described what they are what the relations are but in any case it doesn't really matter as long as they're not sexually physical could still be sexually emotional as you've said in this podcast as I've said in this podcast that's fine should be so why you need to understand is that why am I insecure about them which is exactly the same remedy for ex your insecurities are the same as X's, your issues are the same as X's. so we've already really addressed this Kakashi comes in saying for me Walking around my mall, there's a lot of sevens and above law. I have no excuses. Yeah, good. Good. Uh, good. That's a pretty decent mall then. <laughs> I'd like to go to that mall. <laughs> Jack Owen says, love the DBZ references. Hell yeah, Roshi. That's what I'm talking about. Because I'm talking about Kame house, son. Winston o comes on saying, why forgive cheating instead of moving on? You made a fundamental mistake right there. Winstoner, we've got to go hard on this. When Winstoner says, why forgive cheating instead of moving on? You've destroyed yourself within one statement because you never could move on if you didn't forgive. How could you create something new if you're always holding on to the past? In order to move forward, you must forgive. Now again, like I said, forgiving is not forgetting. The forgetting part is to rectify the actions accordingly. But to have forgiveness for someone is the foundations of humanity and that there is no future and there is no peace there is no love there is no joy and there is no ending the cycle of revenge and hate without forgiveness hmm. Just, uh, jose then went on to say at distract on in reference to the whole approaching foreigners thing or whole approaching people approaching you he says it happens with foreigners not between mexicans haha <laughs> I know because I lived with international old uni. They didn't need to do a thing. Girls would just wander around and come, as you say. That's interesting. That's interesting. Dominic comes in saying, no, oh, it's madness, but true. Winston says nothing's going to appease the government's thirst for lockdown. Yeah. Jim Muzik comes in saying, do you think the vaccine will help the issues? Thank you for bringing up that, Jim. Absolutely not. Because this is not an issue of vaccine in my essay that I wrote and um, put on public on Facebook was that uh, the counterpoint to everything, all the points that I made in that essay of why uh, our situation is so perpetual and internal and why lockdowns are so futile, I said, I made, I was very thorough. I gave the counterpoint. The counterpoint is that, no, 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 keep, keep the lockdowns because the vaccine, man, when the vaccine comes, it will be, it will be all good. We will be all good. But all you have to look at, Jin is that the general influenza, we already have a vaccine for that. And it only targets the most common strains and isn't 100% effective. No one's alive. I was talking to family members about this before. No one is alive from when general influenza first wreaked havoc on the world. That generation is long gone. Yet we persist today without lockdowns in fear of general influenza. We have a vaccine, yet... We don't completely upheave the foundations of reality because someone dies from influenza, which happens regularly, which people get regularly. But how many people, Jin, of regular influenza die who were metabolically well? Not many. Most people who get general influenza who are metabolically well kick it in about a week or two without a vaccine. I've never been vaccinated for influenza. My dad's a doctor. My dad's a GP. He actively recommends against it because it's futile. Because there are so many different strains of it at this point that it's very unlikely that the shot you get for influenza is going to counteract the one that you actually get infected with. That's moving on a different point. The point of vaccines will save us. No, vaccines will not save us because COVID is not what kills people. There are very few cases of people. I don't even, I haven't, I'm yet to see a lockdown solid case of someone who was metabolically sound that died purely from COVID. There were no other indicators, no other indicators, no high blood pressure, no diabetes, no cancer, no prehistory of anything, no preexisting illness of anything. Got COVID, died. I, I haven't seen that and I'm willing to be proved wrong. Please send it to me. Please send me the case if I'm wrong, and I'll happily reassess my opinion, 100%. But as of this stage, it seems to be that COVID affects most greatly people with pre-existing illness. So vaccine is not a savior. Metabolic strength is. Metabolic wellness is the savior, which is why when you shut people out of gyms and the very activities outdoors, fresh air, sunlight, being in social connection with people, which has been proven scientifically, psychologically studied to the nth degree. All you have to do is go and go through the literature of happiness and look at what makes human beings the most happy that correlates with wellness, social connection, the ability to feel community. So you do the very... Th- now, what's the number one way to punish someone in prison? Get in the box. Get in the box. Put them in a, in a cubic, what, five by five box, and you're not allowed to see anyone. We'll put you in there for two weeks. You want to drive someone insane, just put them in isolation. You want to take a relatively well-adjusted human being previously and turn them insane, just put them in isolation. That's all you have to do. Don't let them see anyone. Don't let them go outside. That's all you have to do. It seems interesting that we would choose that very mechanism to counteract disease, huh? Well, anyways, so... So, metabolic wellness is always going on there, Jim. Was that uh, vaccines won't help the issue at all? Vaccine will be a band aid effect that will allow people to continue being metabolically unwell, the majority anyway. I'm not talking about people that were genetically displaced to being pre existingly unwell, but people that were, uh, that had control, that have control over it through their diet, through their exercise, through their connection with other human beings, but choose not to. They'll take the vaccine and they'll walk around with a false sense of security thinking that they're good until the next until the next uh, virus comes by, which we don't have a vaccine for and they'll die from that because they weren't metabolically prepared and strong right? they weren't doing cold plunging, cold exposure they weren't doing heat exposure, they weren't stress tested, they weren't physically well, they weren't eating well. they had in excessive, uh they had excessive non-functional body mass and under required strength and bone density and mass and all the psychological connections and neurological connections to create a sound mind. We haven't even talked about the mental health, right? So what I'm pointing out here for Jim is that uh, metabolic strength should be the focus and the promotion, not just protecting people. And I'm not advocating for not protecting the metabolically unwell. I want to protect them, 100%. We should do everything we can to protect people who are already metabolically unwell. Get the viruses for sure, uh, the vaccine. Get the virus uh, Get the vaccine for them. Absolutely. But don't try and fear monger and con people into thinking that that's got to be your solution for everyone. I don't think so. I do not think so at all. So when you shut down gyms and all that stuff, that the very things that make people defensive against the vaccine, I like, can't agree with it. Do not agree with it. Don't anymore saying that's real. Just track on saying, I've got to hit it up sometime in regards to Mexico. Uh, okay, Jao saying that she didn't cheat. Okay, good. Stracon said he expressed his insecurities. True, you're making it one way, for sure. <laughs> Kakashi goes to say also, it's Hawaii. So many Asians slash TDs, exactly my type. Don't mind me a teed. Do not mind me a teed. Stracon. Now they're talking about random shit. Okay. Uh, Jiao then says, Thank you, Sensei. I did, in fact, relate to many of X's problems. Yeah, dive in on yourself, man. Fix yourself first. And this is that point I said before. Fix yourself first, and in the event that there is so much work to do that it's not going to be seen in the relationship between you and her, set her free. Don't, don't put another person through that. If you recognize you have so much work to do through your own insecurities your own limiting beliefs and your own egoic attachments, why put someone else through that? Set them free. It's one of the hardest things for people to rec- to reconcile. That maybe what's best for you isn't best for them. Uh, distract on. That's a good point, actually. I was talking about that with some friends, that it only fucks up people that are already weak. Yeah, pre-existing illness. Okay, sure. Then when Stono comes and saying, Why would you put up with it? is what I'm asking. Oh, he's talking about the cheating. You're still on this mate. You're still not getting it. He goes, Why would you put up with it is what I'm asking. Uh, leaving someone doesn't mean you hate them. Just it's not compatible with what you want for yourself. I don't I have absolutely no idea what you're talking about. But I've never I'm not once have I said that you have to put up with cheating. I said you deal out the necessary actions accordingly. In fact, explicitly I've stated many times throughout this entire podcast that if your partner does cheat and break the T's and C's of your relationship, you're absolutely entitled to separate from that. That's got nothing to do with forgiveness for the human being who made a mistake. So I'm going to leave that there. If you haven't got it yet, then you haven't got it. You might just need some time to process this and that's okay. So my friends, if there are no more questions in open Q&A, we're going to bring this to a summary and we're going to wrap it up here. talked about what to do if she's flirting or potentially cheating what's more important than the actual flirting or the cheating is that have you set up the relationship dynamics in which that she feels like she could come back and tell you and that there wouldn't be an unforgivable backlashing of punishment on the end of it because if she doesn't feel like that environment was there she never would tell you is she motivated by the fear of punishment or is she motivated by trust and acceptance for every masculine being who's listening to this that's on you that's your responsibility to set that up in the relationship for every feminine being listening in this relationship it's on you to inspire that within him to give him the impetus that this is what needs to be done because it's not relationship is not one way it's both ways if if, a fe, if Jen is listening to this and you haven't put it on X to tell him hey we need to talk about us we need to understand us better that's your responsibility as well We've gone very hard on X here today. We've gone very hard because we've got... He's the one who's reached out to me. He's the one that he's approached me. Uh, he's the one who's approached me about the situation. So we're going to address him first and foremost. But it's definitely, I'm sure... I don't i don't want X to listen to this and go, uh, it's all his fault. Uh, we've definitely hit three big red Xs that are on your end. But I'm sure there are other things going on on her end as well that she needs to work through. And that, that's the journey of your relationship together. So... If you guys can align in that way, keep growing. If you can't, separate. Let each other fly again. All right. Well, I thank you very much for sending that intense context. And I thank you to all of you that have been uh, really active up in this live Q&A. So uh, we're coming up on the season finale very soon. I think it's episode 60 is the season finale. So we've got a couple more to go. And we take a little break after that. But we've got a couple more sessions. We'll be back next Monday. And of course, just before you guys run out here, if you could drop a thumbs up on the video, that'd be most appreciated. Help support the session and uh, the channel. And if you listen to this on the podcast in post, just drop me a comment with any questions uh, in post, and I'll be happy to answer them as well. And yeah, I'm wishing you guys the absolute best. Jose comes in saying, finally, with Flex, saying, thanks for the session, sensei. Thanks for the session. sensei. Missed being part of the live interaction. Now, good to have you, Jose, and great that you're out there taking action. That's what it's about. That's what gets real respect. People actually do, not just talk about doing. So... We we'll wrap it up here. Wishing you guys the absolute best in your lives. Much peace and much joy. Ja. Thank you very much, my friends, for diving into this episode of Social Q&A Live. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you had a great time. And just before you run off, don't forget, that guided meditation, Eternal Energy, has now been released, now available at boldojo.com. Dive into who you are, and evolve beyond. You can also pick up the ebook, book one on one Skype coaching, all at boldojo.com. Donate anything to you wish through the PayPal links or the Boldojo podcast uh, donation link. All of that's tremendously appreciated. And I'd also love your feedback on this session. Whether you want to actually, I'd most appreciate your feedback on the actual YouTube videos itself. If you go into YouTube, drop your comments there. That's probably the best way. It really just helps support the channel. And I always, uh, I actually source the next episodes of Social QA from the previous episodes of q and I often just look at the comments and often find really good uh, ideas for topics there. So if you've got a suggestion for a future social Q&A that we can kick things off with, just head over to the YouTube channel at The Bowl and uh, drop it down there. Get engaged, subscribe to the channel, support what's going on here. And that would be uh, tremendously appreciated. With that being said, I wish you all the absolute best in your lives. Much peace and much joy. Ciao.